It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast, which is the throwback Thursday that you probably are listening to on a Friday because of how late I am releasing this. We're going to talk about an obscure former Red. Now, shout out to our friend Ken at ObscureXReds on Twitter. Don't know if he's on your list or not, Ken. This dude pitched a long time ago, back in eight. 98 would have been his birthday today we're going to be talking about percy coleman have a very interesting look into his career and life after baseball also going to talk about a guy the reds could look at to fill the gap at shortstop in 2021 but before we get to all that Make sure that you're subscribed. That way, you don't miss any of the episodes here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. I aim to make it more fun to be a Reds fan each and every day that you listen. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159 for questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got. Send them to the Locked On Reds line for some Jeff's Jump Mail segments coming up. So today's Throwback Thursday is about a player who's a little bit more obscure than normal, but that's going to happen when you have the long-storied history of the Cincinnati Reds. You're going to have a few of the obscure type of guys, and this dude definitely fits the bill. He pitched one game in 1898, not 1998, 1898. He pitched one game. Now, the hilarious part about this was it was a complete game. And he actually pitched pretty well. He gave up three earned runs, now seven runs total, four unearned runs, with 13 hits, three walks, and two strikeouts. According to archived stories in the Inquirer, the Inquirer wrote that day about his performance that he was pitching good ball up until the seventh inning when he seemed to tire. He only gave up one run through the first six innings, and then the wheels kind of fell off for him. The Reds ended up losing that game on October 1st, which was uh, game two of a doubleheader against the St. Louis Browns, who oddly enough were the team that Percy Coleman broke into the major leagues with just a year earlier. He had a two-year major league career with his final game being pitched as a Red. October 1st, 1898. According to uh, Wikipedia, he moved on to be a paint salesman for Sherwin-Williams until he was married and he had a daughter and the family moved out to California because the daughter wanted to pursue an acting career. You can even look her up on IMDb, Majel Coleman, 
M-A-G, or M-A-J-E-L, Majelle Coleman. She was in a couple of movies back in the 1920s. Doubt you've ever heard of any of them, but that's Percy Coleman looking at an obscure former Red for today's Throwback Thursday segment. I thought that was interesting because actually today, Thursday the 15th, would have been his birthday. He passed away back in 1948 at the age of 71. So he would have been really, really uh, old if he had lived till today. But something that I found interesting, just looking at different things about the Reds. So when you look at it, he pitches only one game and it's the second half of a doubleheader. So obviously the Reds just needed a body and guy throws a complete game. They don't pitch anybody else. And then we never hear from him again. His career ends at that point. It's very interesting when you look at players like that. And I always love stories. I know that uh, earlier on this year, we had the story of Rick Green and his one relief appearance of five and two-thirds innings back in 1999. But that happens all the time. There's all these awesome stories about obscure former Reds. And I like to point him out every so often. So there you go, Ken, another guy for your list. If you didn't already have him because he's way back before even 1900, October 1st, 1898, the one and only game that Percy Coleman pitched for the Cincinnati Reds. And it was a complete game. Coming up here in just a minute, I want to talk about a a potential option for the Reds at shortstop in 2021 from outside of the organization. But before we get into that, are you looking to do some work on your car? Are you needing some parts, maybe some brake pads? Maybe you need a little bit of motor oil, maybe a couple of spark plugs. Check out rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and they've got amazingly low prices on those parts. They don't upcharge like the brick and mortar stores, and they deliver right to your door, so you don't even have to get up off your couch to go get the parts. Plus, They make it easy to find the parts that you need. You don't have to be a mechanic or certified in any sort of automotive service to get on rockauto.com and find the right part for your car. They've got an easy-to-use interface where you just find your car company on the drop-down list, find your make, find your model, and then they've got a drop-down list of all the parts that your car will ever need. And when you're checking out in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com. And in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On. Rockauto.com has all the parts that your car will ever need. I mentioned that we'd look at some potential shortstops the Reds could look at for 2021. And obviously, that's coming from a perspective that I don't think Jose Garcia is ready to take over the everyday shortstop role next season. I mean, he showed that his glove is Major League ready. He is ready to man the shortstop area on defense, but with the bat, he's still a bit overmatched. He hit a buck 94 and his slugging percentage was exactly that as well at a buck 94 because every single hit he had was a single. He also struck out 26 times and only had one walk in 68 plate appearances. So yes, he's a little bit overmatched, needs some seasoning in triple a I'm thinking at least for most of the year next year, if not all of the year. So who can the Reds get? 
I'm approaching this from a standpoint of they're looking for a guy for one year, and I think there are some options out there, especially even when you look at the free agent list. And, you know, it comes with a caveat of there's still lots of financial finagling that the Reds need to do, but I think a one-year contract for a shortstop stopgap makes a lot of sense, especially when you look at some of the options. The first one that I want to look at today is Marcus Simeon. There's a couple of things that will draw your eye if you go to his baseball reference page. When you look at Marcus Simeon, you'll see that in 2019, he finished third in MVP voting because he hit 285 and he had an OPS of 892 and he walked 87 times. So a nice little season for him. He still struck out 102 times that year, so struck out more times than he walked. But that's kind of an overall career theme for him as he's not necessarily an on-base machine with a career OBP of 322. But then the other thing that you'll notice is that in 2020, he finished with a 223 batting average. So it's almost like he was the opposite this past season for Oakland. And he's entering, he's now 30 years old. He's going to be 30 years old for pretty much 99% of the 2021 season. So he's kind of in a mode where I don't necessarily think he's going to garner a multi-year deal. The finances could be interesting as in 2020, he was due to make, if it were a normal year, now obviously he made a prorated amount of this, but if it were a normal year, he would have made $13 million. So I don't know that that would be the range that the Reds, at least that I'd be happy with the Reds signing him. Now, necessarily speaking, I don't care so much about the number, but given how much money we're expecting the Reds to have to work with, that would almost eat up probably every little bit of uh, free agent capital that the Reds have to use. And now we'll cover that a little bit more in depth here as we move throughout the offseason to see exactly how the Reds' finances are planning out. But as it stands right now, I'm, I'd be hard-pressed for you to uh, convince me that the Reds are really going to raise their pay, their uh, overall payroll, that much. So expecting that to happen, I'm hoping that they could get Simeon for like 8 or $9 million because really the 2019 statistics that you see are kind of an anomaly. He had 33 home runs and 92 RBIs. His career 162-game average is 22 home runs and 72 RBIs, and even that's a little bit generous because in 2016, he had 27 home runs, and in 2019, he had 33 home runs, but every other season besides that, he's hit 15 or less, and he only had seven in 2020, which, you know, shortened season, so that's going to happen, but his OPS plus was 91 suggesting that he's a below league average hitter and for his career it's 105 so uh, you know that's not bad a lot of that is inflated by 2019 but he's a guy that the Reds could look at as a stopgap now to play devil's advocate to myself here's the interesting part when you look at his fielding when you look at his defensive statistics and I'm mainly looking at outs above average because as a uh, novice when it comes to experience understanding advanced fielding metrics and stuff like that outs above average helps me out because it's a little bit easier to understand because if you're negative you're not that good of a fielder and if you're positive you're a little bit better than average he's negative so he's below average in fact he is exactly the same uh outs above average as freddie galvis is so we're not looking at a guy who's got a better glove 
than Freddie Galvis. And we're not looking at a guy who's much better of a hitter. I mean, he's a little bit better of a hitter as Freddie Galvis only season above 90 in the OPS plus department was 2019 and his career OPS plus is 82. So Marcus Simeon is a better hitter comparatively, but defensively they're about the same. So we're not looking at a dude who's going to shore up on the defensive side. Now, the next time we look at shortstop, which will be, uh, I believe next Monday, maybe next Tuesday, we'll be looking at Andrelton Simmons, a guy who profiles much better as a defender and serviceable as a hitter. We'll, we'll get into that next week as well. But throughout the offseason, I'm going to look at least until they you know, decide who their stopgap is going to be. Look at some guys that the Reds could go for this offseason to man shortstop. And Marcus Simeon's the first guy that I'm looking at. And I'm going to assign letter grades. Now, this is more arbitrary, but just based on my evaluation, looking at these possibilities for the Reds, give a letter grade to each guy and looking at Simeon, going to give him a B. I think that he would be a decent signing. I'm not sure exactly how much money, how much uh, dollar signs he would command for the Reds to sign him. I think if it's near the $13 million that Oakland had him at at 2020, that would probably be a little bit too much, a little bit too rich for me. Now, obviously, it's not my money, and however much money they spend, as long as they put a winner on the field, that's what we want. But if we're being realistic, I think that that would be a little bit too much for the Reds to sign for a stopgap shortstop who kind of had a little bit of a rough year on the hitting side, and his defense doesn't super outweigh the deficiencies at the plate. However, 2019 shows me that he has the ability to be a very nice hitter in the bottom third of the lineup. I'm not expecting Simeon to be a top third or middle third guy. He's a guy that would bat seventh, eighth, or ninth, and you'd be fine with it, especially with his sprint speed. He profiles very highly according to StatCast, when it comes to his speed on the base path. So he'd be a a nice option, not necessarily the perfect option. We'll see if anybody profiles as the perfect option, because if they're a free agent in 2020, chances are they're not perfect. But Simeon is a pretty good-looking dude when it comes to a possible shortstop for 2021 for the Reds. But that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. So we talked about an obscure former Red for the Throwback Thursday segment and looked at a shortstop candidate for 2021. We're going to continue to do the shortstop candidates moving forward. But tomorrow on the podcast, yesterday we talked about what we know from the 2020 Reds. Tomorrow we're going to talk about what surprised us about the 2020 Reds. That's coming up on the Locked On Reds podcast for tomorrow and the weekend as I've released this kind of late here on a Thursday, so you're probably listening to this on Friday. <sighs> Come on, Jeff, be better. But I will be. So make sure that you're subscribed so that you don't miss any episodes moving forward. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Thanks so much for downloading and listening. Now, Tell your smart device to play Locked On Fantasy Baseball, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, 
Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.